Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to finish up the book of Habakkuk. We're going to be in chapter 3. I'm going to be in verse 2, and then we're going to jump forward to the end of the chapter. And you remember that Habakkuk has had this ongoing conversation with God. He, first of all, wants God to punish the Israel, the people of Judah for their sin. And then God says, I am going to do that. I'm going to use the Babylonians. Habakkuk says, wait a minute, the Babylonians are way more evil than the people of Judah. How could you use these evil people to punish these less evil people who are also your chosen people? God answers that. And then in chapter 2, there's a long list of woes against the Chaldeans or the Babylonians. And the essence of this is to inform Habakkuk and the readers of this book at the time of Habakkuk that the Babylonians aren't going to get out of this unscathed. Yes, they're being used as God's instrument of punishment and judgment against the people of Judah, but that's that's for a short time, and eventually they're going to get their due. They're an evil people who are haughty and They are proud and they're reliant on themselves and they're opposed to God and they are going to be punished severely as well. So by the end of this, Habakkuk is seeing what's going to happen a little more clearly thanks to the Lord showing it to him. And so here's what he says in chapter 3, verse 2. O Lord, I have heard the report of you and your work. O Lord, do I fear. In the midst of the years, revive it. In the midst of the years, make it known. And in wrath, remember mercy. So Habakkuk is saying, okay, I understand what you're doing. I've, I've heard the report of your work in the past, and I fear you. I trust you. Will you please revive your work again? When you're done punishing the people of Judah, revive your work. In the midst of years, make it known. I understand this isn't all going to take place as fast as I'd like it to. I understand that there are some things I don't necessarily grasp in terms of what you're doing, but I trust that you're God and I pray that you would revive your work. What a great prayer. And then at the end of that chapter three, verse two, he says, in wrath, remember mercy. Talked about this before on the, on the podcast. There is today different teaching about the character of God that is not congruent with the Bible in many places under the banner of Christianity, people who are professing to represent God, to represent his word, saying God is not a, he's not a God of wrath. God, God is only a God of love and compassion and mercy. He really just wants us to feel good. He never wants to do anything that would hurt anybody's feelings or, or be offensive in any way. And the idea that God is a God of wrath is offensive. So we're just going to act like that's not true. Now, God's not a God of wrath. And we're going to stop teaching that, even though the Bible says it over and over. Here's another place where the Bible says it. Habakkuk is saying, in wrath, remember mercy. He understands that God's wrath is about to pour down on the people of Judah for their sin and their unfaithfulness. By the way, as we've also said, this is just, this is right, this is good, because God is holy and he can't stand sin and it must be punished. Habakkuk isn't saying, God, stop being a God of wrath, stop being mean, Uh, stop being so judgmental toward these sinful people. No, he's saying, in wrath, remember mercy. And, And these are two sides 
of the character of God that we have to hold together in tension. God is a God of wrath, but he's also a God of mercy, and he is going to remember mercy. He does remember mercy. That's the whole reason that Jesus Christ comes and opens up the kingdom of God, the family of God, to anybody who would put their faith and trust in the perfect and the crucified and the risen Christ. What a great verse, chapter 3, verse 2. Now let's skip to the end of the book, chapter 3, verse 16 through 19. I hear and my body trembles, my lips quiver at the sound, rottenness enters into my bones, my legs tremble beneath me, yet I will quietly wait for the day of trouble to come upon the people who invade us. So he, he's been praying that the Lord would punish the Babylonians. And he says, I'm going to wait. I trust that this is going to happen. I understand that it's not going to happen for a while. I understand that first the Babylonians need to be used, God, as your instrument of punishment and judgment against the people of Judah for their unfaithfulness. And I understand better than I did three chapters ago that this is okay. This is good. This is right. But I'm going to wait quietly for the day of trouble to come upon them who invade us. By the way, Habakkuk probably doesn't live to see that. It doesn't happen until 539 B.C. He's in the middle 600s B.C. Uh, the Babylonians take out the southern kingdom in 586 B.C., but he's going to patiently and quietly wait. Let's keep going with that thought. Verse 17, though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines. Remember, figs and, and grapes were signs of peace and prosperity. Though we're not going to have peace and prosperity, Habakkuk is saying, the produce of the olive will fail and fields will yield no food. The flock will be cut off from the fold and there will be no herd in the stalls, even though things are going to get really bad here pretty soon. Verse 18, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. God, the Lord, is my strength. He makes my feet like the deer's. He makes me tread on my high places. And that's the end of the book of Habakkuk. And what a great example for us to follow. Habakkuk knows that very, very bad days are coming for the people of Judah. The Babylonians are swift and powerful, and they are going to destroy the people of Judah. There will be a remnant of people who are spared, but most people won't be spared, and it's going to get ugly. Yet, he's going to rejoice in the Lord and take joy in the God of my salvation. Friends, I don't know about you, but when my hardest days come, it's my prayer that I will be able to rejoice in the Lord Take joy in the God of my salvation. Let me pray for all of us toward that end. Lord, it's a sobering and weighty thing to consider the difficulty that some people listening to this have faced in their lives, the difficulty that some of us who've had it pretty easy so far will face in our lives. Lord, would you help us, even on our worst day, to have an eternal perspective that we could take joy in, in the God of our salvation, that we could rejoice in the Lord because of what you've done for us, not only in this life, but in the life to come, that you've sent Christ to be our sacrifice, that you've given us the righteousness that he lived so that we could be acceptable to you. Lord, help us to trust you in dark days. Help us to rejoice in you when life is hard. And thank you for Habakkuk's example toward that end. Amen.
The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org, and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts. Second is Fresh Wind Worship, whose weekly worship services are available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. Third is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for our 100th annual conference on Saturday, July 31st through Saturday, August 7th in 2021. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our fourth partnering ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of our partnering ministries. And check our episode notes for links and more details. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.